Hello and welcome to the Heat Unmissables podcast, episode four, five, five. Five. I'm Boyd Hilton. I am the, what am I? I'm the entertainment director the of King Heat Magazine. Of I forgot what I was there for a minute. I have to use the official title. Of course. It's key. I'm joined by two of the most glorious colleagues in the history of Heat Magazine. Kay Ribeiro, who is, uh, apart from being entertainment editor, is also the soap queen of Heat. I haven't mentioned this yet in the, no. in the, um, in the intro, but Kay has to spend much of her waking life watching Hollyoaks. <laughs> And Coronation Street and EastEnders. Is there another one? What's the other one? Is that Emma three? Dale. Emma Dale. Emma Dale. Emma Dale. So if there's anything you want to know about soaps, she's the woman, which is good because one of the things we're talking about in today's podcast is Cat and Alfie, Redwater, an actual drama spin-off from EastEnders. Extraordinary. Wow. And we're also joined by returning after a week's break in Dubai, I believe. I went to Dubai. Steph Seelan. Yes. Are we associate it. editor? Is that, it? Is that no. your title? Assistant, <laughs> Assistant editor. Assistant editor. I think associate sounds better. You might oh, want to I'll rethink that. It. I'll get it changed. Yeah. Um, did you, like, you know, in the first section, we talk about stuff we've been watching or doing. Did you watch TV in Dubai? Do oh. they have, like, Dubai enders, like no. Emirates enders or something? <laughs> do you know what I did in Dubai? Right? What did you do? This... I basically watched the first three seasons of Line of Duty because, full disclosure, uh, yeah. I had not actually watched Line of Duty, and I know you're a huge fan. Yeah. What a place to catch up on My God, now I understand what you're talking about. So they weren't showing it on Dubai TV. You you just you cranked it up yourself. I was you? on the flicks. Yeah. I was on the old Netflix. Oh, yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah well done. Um, but season three is not Netflix. What did you do with that one? It is in Dubai. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, revelation. Sneaky. Dubai has its own Netflix. Of course, each area, each country has its own different version of Netflix. Yeah. yeah. And did you, did, does Dubai have its own TV? I'm fascinated. I genuinely want to know. It does. It does. It has the, they show like Al Jazeera TV oh, yeah. and stuff, and they do loads of really amazing adverts. Oh, yeah, it's interesting. good. Okay, well, the special offshoot of the Dubai edition of the podcast <laughs> may or may not be available in the near future. Today, we are talking about an array of treats in the world of popular culture, television, and entertainment. I went to see Angels in America last night on the National Theatre stage, and I'll be droning on about that. Thanks for the invite. Now, yeah, so the reason it's not like a, in the proper review section is because I couldn't get it for you two. Awkward. I mean, it's, it's completely sold out How the run. How hard did you try I it? tried very hard. Okay, I said, can fine. I get any more teeth? No. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, because it was also like the first night of stars. I was sat in the same row as Zoe Wanamaker. Oh. Just, yeah, exactly. My fame. Yeah. yeah totally. Classic. Stephen Daldry. <gasps> yeah. Ooh. So uh, I went to see that on my own, so I'm just going to review it a bit on my own and, and just boast cool. about we that. we can step out of the room for yeah. a bit if you want. No, no, no. You can ask me questions. Oh. And then um, we're going to do our BAFTAs preview because it's the BAFTAs this Sunday in London's glittering Royal Festival Hall. Kay and I are going to be there. Are you going to be? Oh, yeah, we're all going to be there, aren't we? We're all it's going. A, I, I just, okay, Sorry. I went away for a week. I know. Okay? I know. I'm still here. No, yes, I just I remember having a discussion with Kay that we're both going to be there working, doing various things, but I couldn't remember the time. And I'm, now I'm, 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 I'm confirming I'm, you're going to be there as well. He will be there. We'll we will be there. all be working. We're doing an exclusive <laughs> backstage area photo. Oh, as always, Steph will be uh, directing that. Yeah. And I am hosting the press room, and I'm uh, going to be wittering on the red carpet as well. And so we're going to do predictions of the main categories, just to let you know. You may not know that, but that's what we're going to do. That's very exciting, because that's yeah. going to contain people we're going to get in our photo shoot, hopefully. Oh, fantastic. And then in the uh, main previews and reviews section, Cat and Alfie Redwater, as previously mentioned, in the Virgin Viewer slot, they show that um, none of us have seen, which is Riverdale. We have now. So it's been going on on uh, Netflix every week, every Friday, um, and it's the finale this Friday. Friday coming up. So we've caught up. I don't know how many episodes you watched, Steph, but I watched a few. Uh, did you? Oh, yeah, I not only, all of them. Not all of them. I only watched the first one, but I'll, I'll say... Everyone's been course. talking about that, haven't they? It's like one yeah. of those... It's, oh, it's God, a, everyone's been banging everyone's on about it. Everyone's been banging on, so we're going to review that. Loaded, which started... If you're listening to this on Tuesday when it comes out, <laughs> um, it started last night on Channel 4. So this is a review. Like every week I say reviews and previews, but most of them have been previews. We are going to review this new show that started last night on Channel 4 about suddenly rich blokes because of their tech Yeah, thing. more exciting than that, though. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying what it is, yeah, briefly. And Master of None, season two, starting on Netflix uh, next Friday as well. We're going we're gonna to talk about that. And in the final question time section, reflecting on my Angels in America experience, what was your best live theatre experience ever? Just think about that for a minute. Wow. So to start with, um, apart from you being in Dubai... Kay watching lots of soaps. I did go to see the um, press night of Angels in America last night it's at very the exciting. Littleton Theatre, mm. at the National mm. Theatre in London on the South Bank. Did you and have to get dressed up all fancy? No, I wore a hoodie and um, oh, my boys. gold trainers. 
Yeah. Have some standards with the theatre. He said gold, gold trainers. You wore gold trainers. That's yeah, your dress Yeah, I brought the gold. Up. Yeah, it was, it was me dressed up. Uh. Yeah. To be honest, with the hoodie, regarding the hood, I actually forgot when I, I was going to get to work early to get ahead that I was actually going to a press night. Mm. But you know, were you wearing a dinner jacket underneath the hoodie? I was looking like usual shambles. But um, <laughs> but there were so weird press nights are weird because the critics don't have to dress up anyway. I wasn't the only one not dressed up, believe me. Mm-hmm. But then there were like celebrities who were obviously really dressed up. Yeah, it's um, a, a weird mix. Thing, isn't yeah. It? yeah. Um, so this show, listeners, is a revival of a play written in... Um, it first arrived in the early 90s, and it was written by a guy called Tony Kushner, a New Yorker. It's about... It's set in 1985 in New York, and it's kind of about the onset of the AIDS crisis. So people start oh. getting, yeah, HIV. And it, back then, they didn't really know what it was. You know, it started called the gay plague. And it's about... It's about loads of things, but it's partly about a man, a gay New Yorker, who contracts AIDS and what happens when his boyfriend leaves him, can't cope. It's partly about a closeted Mormon Christian conservative gay guy who works for a guy called Roy Cohn, who's a real figure who was played by Nathan Lane, who was factually the mentor for Donald Trump. Oh, my God. This guy was a lawyer, and he mentored people like Donald He was hugely powerful, and he worked for, like, you know, the House on American Activities Committee and all that when they tried to find communists, Reds on the Red. He was involved in that. He was a really nasty piece of work, hideous monster. So he's played by Nathan Lane, and he was a closeted gay man as well. Or he didn't consider himself a gay man. He had sexual relations with men, but he just thought that's what he'd like to do. And so he's in it. He's a major character in it. Then there's this whole thing about... Russell Tovey's character is married to a woman. She's depressive. She's tr- popping lots of pills. She's on Valium. And she doesn't know. She's like, his secret. And, like, we find out a lot about her. Then there's this whole thing about angels. So there's a huge, um, like, these dream fantasy sequences with actual with angels arriving with huge oh wingspans. particularly Yeah, just completely to, with that that main character, um, played by Andrew Garfield, who's got AIDS. And it's all kind of this about... This is all in one play? This is all in one play. It's eight hours long. What? It's in two parts. Did you, did you do two yeah. parts? So I would see part oh. one at one clock as goes on for like three and a half hours with like two intervals then there's a gap of a couple of hours then you go back at seven for the what? second part which goes on for four four and a half hours what is that, with two intervals what is that like because you know part of like going to see a theatre yeah. production is that you know you're very much in the in the in situ you get the magical thing and then when you're breaking that spell I mean what's that like does it it's fine because we did it Steph and I went to see yeah. the Harry Potter play I was going to say which is like... five hours five and a half hours and is in two parts so this is the closest I've come to that and it's fine isn't I, it you just kind of I actually found that I thought that I thought that was great I didn't think I didn't yeah. think when we came out I was like oh god we've been in it for six hours um but, God, yeah. What do you do in between from the interval? Well, like, funnily enough, I was thinking of coming back to the office because it's a South Bank. And I thought, oh, I could pop back to the office. And then I thought, well, no, that really would break the spell. You are very dedicated to your job. So I got something to eat and, you know, hang out and, you know, chillax. But like with The Cursed Child, do you get the option, do you have to watch them both in the same no, day? No, you don't. That's the interesting thing. Well, first of all, let me let me say this. It's sold out. The whole run is sold out because of it's like all these stars, Nathan Lane, Russell Tovey, Andrew Garfield. It's, you know, it's, it's incredible, all these stars. So And it's massively sought after. But you can, there's day tickets they release every day. If you go on the website, National Theatre, and, and, and do do a Google, you'll find there's day seats they release every day, limited number. There's a ballot for tickets that they have every day. You can try and get tickets. And they're also, more importantly, they're going to show in cinemas. You know they do oh, NT Live, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be an NT Live thing on the 20th and 27th of July. Those different parts literally broadcast around cinemas around the world, not just this oh, country. Wow. So everyone can see it then. So if you want to watch it in the cinema across eight hours over two weeks, so one part, well, that's easier, isn't it? That's easily digestible. So how long is it here for? It's here until August, like okay. the middle end of August, yeah. But so I just want, so I mean, you know, I won't review in detail, I've given you the gist of it, but I've said in my review in Heat that it's, first of all, it's like every single actor in Nathan Lane. I can't believe right. when was the last time was Nathan Lane was he was in, in the London. Producers. Yeah, but when was the last time he was in London? I think yeah. that was the last time. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he yeah, did okay. the London production, I think that was the last big, time. Big Huge. Yeah. Do so you know him from, you know, your modern family? Like, yeah. That's one of your favourites. You know, he says Pepper, who's that really camp I love Pepper. figure. So he's normally known for like comedy he, stuff. He did, I did a one man show on Broadway that I went to see that was hilarious. He is Broadway. Royalty. It's Broadway royalty. Absolutely. In this, he has to play this evil, evil man. But he's also really funny because he's a massive show-off. But he's really nasty and horrendous and horrible. And he's unbelievably good in it. So that's one mm. thing. Russell Tovey, just like incredible, is this like buttoned-up conservative guy always in a suit. Um, Denise Goff, who plays his wife, she's mostly a theatre actor and she won the Best Actress last year for mm. her theatre work. She's unbelievably good. Oh, Andrew Garfield plays this oh, extremely yeah. flamboyant camp gay man, and uh, you just completely forget he's Andrew Garfield after ten seconds because he so throws himself into it in an incredible way. And Nathan Stewart, do you remember him from Misfits? Oh yeah, he plays the nurse, like the Raycon's nurse, who's also very kind of 
over the top and he's absolutely unbelievable as well, what really funny. Class. This so, must be totally gruelling for them, right? That's because that's what I was about to say. Did you it get is. a chance to speak to him? Yeah, about so what I saw it's Russell like. afterwards, yeah. So yeah. I went I went I went back and saw Russell in his dressing room, hung out, and he's like, it, it is unbelievably knackering, yeah. yeah. I mean they're all completely knackered, and that's just getting to this point now for the press night where they're ready. So they've been in previews that's for what? about like, you know, three or four weeks. How long must they have been? The rehearsal time for this must yeah. have been insane. Right, a month, I think yeah. at least a month, yeah. Now they're then they're, they're all relieved. He's like, Oh, we're all just relieved. It, we, it's finished and ready and it's all working so all the incredible sets moving around things come down from the sky and come up in the, from the bottom of the ceiling what? you know the, the special effects that were done in Harry Potter done by the same guy who does the special effects in this so they're incredible oh my god remember they how clever are, they were, were like magic brilliant. you see magic yeah. in front of your eyes what does Russell do in the breaks then what do the actors he, do um, what's he do he was telling me he gets a light bite to eat and just kind of chills really I think he might even get a massage sometimes you yeah, know that's yeah. what I do he also walks home afterwards so can you know oh. unwind decompress decompress it, but it's it's like yeah it's hard enough for the audience because it's because it's a yeah, yeah. in one day for them it is unbelievable but the bottom line is all those performances are like the best they've all they've all ever done and the, and the play itself is just unbelievably riveting there's bits of it that are really weird like the whole of the second play starts with an angel coming down in this vision of Andrew Garfield's and it goes on and on and the, and the angel just starts talking this stuff and you don't really understand what the hell she's going on about by that but point you're still, probably so tired you're like it, but it's still <laughs> incredible so there are moments that I thought were a bit almost indulgent you know but in the end you're just absolutely overwhelmed with the brilliance do you think they could have skimmed off an hour no, they could have skimmed off probably maybe like 10, 15 minutes, but I know that the playwright who still, you know, was around and kind of watching it being directed and everything, he won't let anything be cut. He won't let like one word be cut. Quite rightly, you know, it's his masterpiece. So Was there a standing ovation at the end? Massive standing yeah, ovation, yeah. Well, to- total ovation, yeah. Okay. So that They're is probably my- still there clapping, yeah. Yeah, that is my review of Angels in America in the early what we're watching section rather than the review section because we haven't all seen it. But it's five stars. I mean, it's it's five stars. It's so many five stars. It's a must see in the theatre which you can't see, but in the cinemas you can. You can. Well, you know, go, if you really want to see it, go for the ballots or the day seats. Yeah, go online. It's you, completely you can see sold out. It's completely sold out. For, but those, they're whole time back. Now then, let's talk about the BAFTAs. Let's. This Sunday, we're all going to be there, as I've made perfectly clear. <laughs> okay, just to make Steph's come in, everyone. We are all going to be there working. There will be a heat, heat en masse at the BAFTAs. Now, um, this year, they are hosted by the great Sue Perkins, which is new because it's been, it's been Graham Norton for the last few years. Oh, what happened yeah. there then? I think they just probably wanted to refresh it. Maybe, okay. I think Graham probably, I'm sure, you know, thought, oh, well, I've been doing it for a while, let's give someone else a go. He's got enough going on. He's got enough going on. And it's great to have, A, to have, a, let's face it, a, a woman, woman hosting, which is, you know... But that's Oscars, great too. But British, you don't see many awards host, ceremonies hosted no. by women, do you? No. On British TV, so, so it's brilliant true. for her, yeah. And um, it is a, 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 it'll be lavish at the festival hall. It's on BBC One, 8 o'clock uh, on the night, and we'll all be there. So I thought we'd go through some of the main categories and give our predictions of so who we want to win and who we will win. Okay. Right. So the big one is obviously drama series. The nominees are The Crown. We talked about this before, Boyd. Yeah. Uh, the Durrells, Happy Valley, and War and Peace. Now. Yeah. We talked about the Crown. Did we we, did, well, we talked about when it, when the nominate. Yeah. yeah okay. We talked about how we feel about the Crown a bit before. Right. We think it's going to. I think definitely the Crown is going to win. Don't yeah. you? Uh, oh, no. I think Happy Valley. No, I think Happy Valley as well. Yeah. I'm going for my my money's yeah. in Happy Valley. Yeah. yeah, it's a tough. It's about. I think it's between those two, because you've got the the extraordinary lavishness of the Crown. Um, you know these huge crowd scenes filmed in fake Buckingham Palace, and you know it, it's, it costs like. 10 million an episode and then you've got the gritty realism of Happy Valley mm-hmm. I think maybe the BAFTA voters will go for the latter but I hope so anyway because I think Happy Valley is one Happy of the best Valley's things great. ever and I'm not that bothered about The Crown is that I, controversial? No as I said before I think The Crown is overrated but yeah. I'm just wondering if they're going to give it a nod because you know older Phillips stepped down and it just would be quite nice I think it's too late for that. I think I've decided already before Philip oh, stepped have down. They? Yeah. Oh. yeah, I think it's voted for in advance. Yeah, that would have been a nice touch. Yeah, it would have been a nice touch. And also, touch. if they had have voted on that, it would have been disgraceful. You can't vote just because Prince Philip's doing well, any more work. You can't work. tell people what they, you what they you can, can and can't. But on. these things happen, you okay. know. Uh, entertainment performance. Adam Hills for The Last Leg. Let me just say, outrageous that he hasn't been nominated, along with his co-hosts of The Last Leg, including Alex Brooker, regular on my Arsenal podcast. Claudia Winkleman for Strictly, again on her own, not with Tess Bailey. <gasps> oh my, sorry, yeah. that is a... Graham Norton for The Graham Norton Show, so he'll be there, I imagine, hoping to win this award. And Michael McIntyre for Michael McIntyre's Big Show. Kay, what do you want to win? Winkle Wonkle, Claudia, yeah. all the way. She's fantastic, and rightfully so, shouldn't be nominated with what? Tess Daly, who I think is... 
very wooden. Why is that? How is that allowed? Are there a pair? Yeah. I mean, you don't go. You don't well, ever get. Oh, oh, it's just Ant winning this year, not no. De- Deck. I mean, what does no. it say of that duo though? It's the interesting thing is Ant and Deck haven't been nominated. Oh, which, is, which is kind yeah. of you know they often they, they often do obviously they win this category every year at the at the end for like twenty nine years in a row but they're not even nominated this year it's quite it's that's pretty amazing I think but I want Claudia to win as well definitely I she think it will won't she yeah so we all Actually, want Claudia to win no I want Adam Hillstrom because I love the last oh uh, well, I think he will win oh good yeah well, because I think people like his rants and his and, you know and stuff but I think it's unfair that he hasn't been nominated the other two but also can I just say people you can say what you like. writing off Michael McIntyre and saying oh oh he's great yeah but I love that show yeah I love him it's good. we're all saying he's great he's just not as good as Claudia exactly entertainment programme Anton Deck Saturday Night Takeaway Britain's Got Talent Michael McIntyre's Big Show and Strictly Come Dancing yeah, feelings, Kay? Da, 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 oh, yeah, well, you love Strictly, da, don't you? Da, 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 da. Woo! Yeah. Oh, Steph? It's got to be BGT. Yeah, it? it's got to be BGT. I actually think it will be anti Saturday Night Takeaway, in fact. Yeah, I think it will. Well, it, that's probably yeah. why they're not on the other one. Um, Give others I a don't chance. think it works like that, but yeah. There's like <laughs> sorry, a panel sitting around going, I'm they can cast- go in that one, but not in that I'm one. I'm casting aspersions You really are. I'm ever so sorry. It's just riding roughshod over the whole BAFTA system. Uh, I'm really excited about the international category because these are, let me say now, four of the greatest TV programmes in the world. Kay, what are they? The Night Of. Yes. The People versus O.J. Simpson. Totally. Stranger Things. Absolutely. And Transparent. Oh, what it's a tough, ca- isn't it? What a yeah. category. Steph is, listener, Steph is, oh. hands her to her head. She's so overwhelmed by the brilliance oh. of these programmes. I can't, they yeah. should have separated you, these well. categories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're not in charge of the BAFTAs, <laughs> Me Steph. too, because I wouldn't know what to what do What do you here. want to win out of that lot? Oh, Riz Ahmed for me yeah. all the way. The Night Of, what an incredible show. But Agree. Oh, I mean, I did enjoy People versus OJ. Though. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Stranger no, Things, I, think, I mean, you know, I'd be happy if any of these won, but The Night Of, I think, was the best thing. Uh, the of Night that, Of yeah. has got to. Yeah. It's got to. But yeah, as have you, you said. Pl- have, you, have you plumped for 1K? Yeah. I've uh, said people versus. Oh yeah, people versus, that's your that's your one. Mm. Uh, let's finally should we do the actor and actress? Yeah. Um, you know, so there's about 89 categories, so I'm not going to go through all of them. Leading actor, Adil Akhtar, who was in Murdered by My Father, which was a one-off drama. Babu Sisse, which was Damalola, our, our loved boy, which was an incredibly powerful one-off drama. Mm. That Benedict Cumberbatch for The Hollow Crown, The War of the Roses, The Wars of the Roses, and Robbie Coltrane for National <gasps> Treasure. Oh, mm, I'm going what, Robbie Coltrane because I, I feel he is our national treasure and he was Ooh. fantastic. Yeah, I really hated him after that, so I definitely he was so good in it. Yeah, he played a child abuser basically. I yeah. was like, you treat if you loved him, get his that number. would be more. Yeah, yeah. but um, I also feel like oh, Cumberbatch has won enough. You know, people love him anyway. He doesn't need a BAFTA. No, he's never won enough. I wouldn't agree with that. Really? No. And also, if he wins, I'll get to interview him if he if he shows up I backstage. Hope so he wins exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think Robbie Coltrane will win, though. Yeah, I agree with you. I could, but I want, I want Ben, Ben to win. And actress, leading actress, Claire Foy for The Crown. She played the Queen. Jodie Comer in 13, which is a really good BBC Three drama. Did you see that? Like, I didn't actually yeah, see that. Yeah, it was no. great. Oh, well, yeah, I'll check it out. Nikki Amuka Bird, who was in NW, which was the one-off adaptation of the novel by, yeah. uh, what's Zadie her name? Smith. Thank you, Zadie Smith. And Sarah Lancashire for the aforementioned Happy Valley. Lanks all the way. I was just about to say, Lanks got it. Of course, in I the think, bag. I, th- I it's totally got to go to Lanks, but I think she's going to face the tough battle between Claire Foy of the Crown. Because oh going back God, to what you were saying, I mean, I disagree with you about the Prince Philip influence, but people do love the actual Queen, and they she embodied the young actual Queen brilliantly, and everyone loves her, so I think it's a tough, it's a big challenge between her and Sarah Lancashire, but obviously Lancashire deserves it. She does, but I do love Claire Foy. I've loved Claire Foy since Little Dorrit, so I do like Claire Foy. I just... I don't, yeah, I, th- I don't think anyone can beat no. Sarah, Sarah Lancashire. Fair enough. Uh, I was going to say that's the, that, look, we kind of, you know, we've, we've done enough categories, but um, let me quickly mention that um, the Virgin TV must see moment. Yes. Because <laughs> oh, no. I am an ambassador. You are an this. ambassador, yeah. yeah. So um, I think, and the voting's still open for one more day, I think. One if you're listening more day. to this. Yeah. Uh, so, of May. Yeah, Game of Thrones, Battle of the Bastards, Late Late Show, James Corden, Carpool Karaoke with Michelle Obama, Line of Duty, Urgent Exit Required from the end of Series 3. Planet Earth 2, Snakes for Iguanas, Strictly, Ed Board's Gangnam Style. <laughs> Who do you think you are, Danny Dyer's Origins? Can I just say something? Having, right, when we originally did the Virgin's TV's must see moments, and I was like, what? Game of Thrones, it's got to be Battle of the Bastards, it's got to be, got to be. And now I have to say, which is incredibly unprofessional of me, having not watched Line of Duty, now I've watched the first three series <laughs> yeah, of Line of Duty. In one go in Dubai. I think it has got to be urgent exit required because. Ah. It was 
amazing. And now you know how you're saying Line of Duty is just breathless and yeah. it is just, I mean, I literally felt like I was like, <laughs> oh my God, what is going to happen? Oh my God. I just, what an incredible show. I think yeah. it's got to be that. Oh, okay, good. Change your mind. Are you still sticking with your, is it Strictly Obama. or Danny Dyer? No, oh, Obama. Obama went for Obama. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah, it's between, it's between, still between Obama what's, and what's got your vote? Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. I think Game of Thrones will probably win just for its fan base. But I think, you know, I'm sure it's one. Find out on Sunday, Find folks. out. Thank good point. Sunday, BBC One, eight o'clock, the BAFTA Television Awards 2017. Alumni, by the way, is getting the fellowship. Oh she's definitely yeah. got to come into our photo shoot. We well, love it. Well, that's her. your job, Kay. If you don't manage to get her into our photo Sack area, me. then yeah. Well, she's I won't, such but. a true lady. I love her. Such a true lady. Yeah. She's because I was not saying true gent, but she's not a gent. She's a true lady. So that's the BAFTAs, everyone. Um, And now let's go on to the previews and review section. I like to call it the meat of the Heat Unmissables podcast. Of the sandwich. Yes. Um, We're going to start with Catanalfi, colon, Redwater, which is, it can only be described as a spin-off series from EastEnders. I'm going to go to our soap queen, Kay Romero, for a further description of the, shall we call it, premise of this show. Please yeah. set it up, Kay. Sorry about my squeaky chair, by the way. Um, okay, so Kat and Alfie, uh, iconic couple from EastEnders, as a lot of you will know. And at the end of their time in EastEnders, they won the lottery, they went to Spain. But before they did that, Kat found out that when she gave birth at the age of 14 to Zoe Slater, she was actually one of a twin. And Kat had un- unknowingly had a son who was taken away from her and adopted um, and was taken to live in Ireland in a little village called Redwater. And so this is the, the premise for the new drama, six-part drama, Alfie and Kat trying to find the son. You were giggling throughout that description, Steph. Slightly rudely, some would say. I'm but what, what, so what were you chuckling at? What's your at? problem, yeah, what's, your, what's your... I feel... Your I don't know. Now, I have... Dipped into EastEnders at various points in my life. I'm and it's not... 37 year history yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And when I was watching this, I had to ask somebody, I was like, what, what, what are they looking for? What's going on here? And then somebody told me um, that it was because Kat, when she had Zoe, of, uh, you are not my mother. Yes, I am. Fame, mm, as we all remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that she actually had this other child. And I just found it so unbelievable that Kat had two children unbeknownst to her so that's sorry that's why I was laughing because I just felt like you probably couldn't have twins and not know about it so the whole premise you're saying is ludicrous that you can't even get past the premise oh I'm so sorry but I just think that is mental okay so if you if you if you accept or if you if you can get past that that you don't even don't even go along with the whole idea of it um but what are they gonna say to us like it's like oh my god I've had the baby yeah 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 just look away you just yeah listen to some music don't worry nothing else going on it's like, what? what? How would that happen? Yeah. So th- th- there's also a crime element. We can't, we can't um, there's no, no spoilers, but there's a crime element in this series. That's, I think that's established. There's like a slight crime drama thing going. So it's like a crime drama there mystery. Is a, there's a like, historic tragedy. Yeah. I mean, the, the show starts with it. So, so it's yeah, it does. Like, that's there's right. A, there's yeah, there's a, there is a drowning. Flashback drowning yeah. thing. And 21 on. years later, yes. then it properly starts. So it's, it's kind of partly, isn't it, like um, just watching Cat and Alfie, these, these beloved characters, getting used to a new setting, like in this rural one. There's lots of kind of jokey bits about oh you know they're they're they're, they're city yeah, city people amongst these in heavy quotes like yokels you know in in, in Ireland beautiful vistas by the way in Ireland you know, oh lovely yeah it's very picturesque cliffs are very picturesque and lots of kind of colourful characters that verge on but I'm not saying they are stereotypes that case look at me that's slightly okay. uh, as if I'm but I, I didn't think it was terrible <laughs> that's a that's a slightly you know, put that on the post <laughs> yeah as we say it's not terrible folks. it's not terrible. Um, <laughs> Which is, this is a six-part, six-hour drama. I think my main criticism, I have to say, we, this, I wasn't expecting... So you know why you have an idea about something before you watch it? Yeah. And I guess I was expecting it to be EastEnders-ish. I was, I was expecting it to be, you know... Absolutely. The, lud- I, the premise is borderline ludicrous, and I thought it would be funny and cheeky. I think it... I thought it was a bit slow was my main issue with it. I didn't think oh. much that much happened. It took quite a long time to set up, you know, them, we know they're moving, they're meeting all these characters. I mean, it's got a lot of characters introduced in the first episode. I know it's hard, I think but like, I mean, that's, by the end of it, I was like... normal for an opening episode, right? You have yeah. to introduce the characters, you have to set the scenes, you have to like... Of course. You know, but I agree with you, because what it felt like to me was the production of it, because it's nothing like... It looks great. Easter, it's yeah, la- great. Yeah. And it was like... 
Kat and Alfie have been dropped mm. into this incredible crime drama setting. Right. That's exactly yeah. how I felt. Yeah. But with you, I did thought actually not awful. Even though yeah, no, it's not, it's I think we have to stop saying not awful at the moment. No, but like they, they, so they're in this hot sort of holiday home. They say rented this holiday home, haven't yeah, they? Yeah. Um, with Tommy, their their yeah, child, the yeah, well, well, Michael Moon's son. Not anyway. That's like, that's an East that's an EastEnders storyline. But you kind of got, yeah, it was a bit like she's. They're very much still keeping to the cat and alfiness of yeah. their characters. Did, okay. I think my okay. So my thing is, I think. It's an intriguing drama. There's lots of elements to it. You know, there's this like background mystery. Will she detect? Will she find who her son is? Because she is obsessively like interrogating people in that kind of crazy cat bull in a china shop way. So there's all these elements going to it. For me, actually, I think my problem with it is that by the at, towards the end of EastEnders, I mean Cat and Alfie's characters are kind of like fizzled out. Right. So there's I mean, not maybe that, that's why they created this for them. Of course, right, yeah, that's yeah. why. But I mean in terms of like loving the characters, you know, if like Mick and Linda, Danny Dyer, oh, yeah. um did a spin-off show, you'd be like Mick totally and Linda on board. Blackwater. Oh, they'd be in <laughs> Vegas or something like that. No, but you'd totally great. you'd totally be excited about it because you're, you're like, right. oh my God, you yeah, know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. this is this is them. We love them. They're very current. Whereas Cat and Alfie are kind of like a bit of a mm. of yesteryear and like they're not as popular anymore. And so like I think you're less attached That's a good point. Also, it's a long it. time, isn't it? I, th- I feel this show... Um, it's a long time in the making. A long time in the making. And we first heard about it, I think, a couple of years ago. It's taken a long time to reach our screens. I don't know the full story about that. and that, yeah. you know, But it does feel like... It was in development. I think the other problem with mm. it is that I heard is that like Alfie Moon is quite a caricature. You know, he's like this cheeky, chappy, jokey. Yes. And so then him doing heavy drama... Mm. Oh, I know. Well, quite I was going to mention well. this. I was going to mention this. It's quite jarring, isn't it? I yeah. do think that both of them, being their cockney, lovable cockney selves, quite loud and kind of big... And weirdly, I thought all the Irish characters that are living, that they meet, and they're li- are quite, kind of underplaying it a bit, yeah. and they're very real, mm. kind of... So it's a bit of a... I thought there was a bit of a... Cla- I couldn't work out whether it was just because they're being Cockney and then surrounded by Irish people with Irish accents, or whether actually there is a clash in styles of acting between Cat and Alfie and the rest of the people to in me, it. To me, it was a little bit like... If, when they're not on screen... It, you could have been watching Broadchurch. Yes, or, so, well, yeah. Or, or, or anything in that ilk. Yes. So it was a bit like, ilk. oh, when they, were, when they were not on screen, you've got these incredibly, well, not that they're not dramatic, Kat and, Kat and Alfie aren't dramatic actors, but as you're alluding to, you've got these incredible sort of like dramatic perform- performances and then, then Kat or Alfie come in and you're a bit like, oh, oh you're visiting, are you? Oh, this is odd. <laughs> yeah, it's jar. I think I'm using the word jarring. I'm going to stick to it. Anyway, that, I think, you know, that's Kat and Alfie Rebels. We've kind of covered it. Haven't we? How many stars, Kay, would you give this show? I'm giving it a solid three stars. Because I think, like, it's a, yeah. it's, it's, it's a perfectly okay drama. Yeah, it's it's a not terrible three from me. Not terrible. It's not. I the ending of we're not going to give it away, but the ending makes me want to. Watch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch more. There is yeah. There's good. There's an interesting that happens in the end. Yeah, yeah. to make you carry on watching. Yeah, I'm giving it yeah. a three as well. Yeah, I think I thought, I thought it was yeah decent, definitely decent. Canalfi colon Redwater is the official title. It starts on BBC One next Thursday, the 18th of May at eight o'clock in the evening. The Virgin Viewer Slot, as we like to call it, is where we discuss a show that usually two out of the three of us have never seen before in our entire lives. But this week, none of us have seen this show. We're I mean, to be fair... Would you Adam and Eve it? None Adam of us it? have paid attention to this. To be this. fair, unlike... Well, first we did Doctor Who, which was going for 50 million years, and, you know, this... That, but this has only been going for one season, this show, Riverdale, um, on Netflix. Um, but we had none of us have seen it before, and it's nearing the end. So next Friday is the last... is the 12th and final episode of this current season. It will be back. It's already been recommissioned. In America, it's shown on, another, on a normal TV network, so it's not one of those Netflix shows that they've made themselves that they show all in one go. Oh. It's a weekly thing. It goes out every Friday. So, oh, so it wasn't a Netflix drop? No, oh, not so a Netflix drop. Oh, people had to wait. Yeah, oh. so it's like in, out in the UK. The way to see it in Europe and the UK is on Netflix, but in America it's on its own network. Yeah. The just best to way to consume it weekly, I yeah, think. Be, well, maybe, yeah. So, uh, do you want to, Steph, do you want to set up the, uh, the premise okay, of so the Riverdale? Riverdale. This is like an American teen drama, and it's sort of your typical kind of, there's... There's a high school gang and then a new girl comes to town and she comes with her mother and her dad has done something very naughty. So her mum and her have had to move into a small apartment together. But there's an existing gang where there's this lovely girl called Betty and she likes this boy called Archie and they're hopefully going to get together and then we'll discuss whether they do. But the major thing is at the beginning of this, they're... A 
two twins and they go out on what seems like a kind of quite sinister boat journey together <laughs> and only one of them comes back. So yeah. this is the Blossom twins and one of the twins dies and this it's about how he died. So it's it? like a mystery, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's like part mystery. kind of, t- I would say it's like part, yeah, as you say, like post Dawson's Creek teen yeah. drama, 13 Reasons Why, which is all on Netflix. It feels a similar tone to that. Well, that has a particular thing about suicide in it. Um, this is like that kind of thing but with a with a crime drama mystery yeah, thing going lies, on basically. Oh, Big Little Lies basically of Teen a kind of Teen Big yeah. Little Lies in a way yeah the interesting thing about this as well is that it's based on these Archie comics they've been going for years that are yeah. complete like huge big deal in America I remember on Seinfeld they used to joke about Jughead and Archie yeah, they made it... jokes about them they're like iconic characters in America oh I didn't yeah, know that yeah it's interesting yeah so this is but this is like and I think they've even made um, TV adaptations before going back years but this is like an amazingly modern mm. version of it isn't it it feels like like it's quite, even though it's obviously about teenagers. I thought it's a completely the way it's made like a completely adult way. Like yeah. it's very you know some, you know it's knowing. quite edgy and knowing, brilliantly filmed. I mean everything on TV these days it's kind of is, even Cat yeah. Alfie was quite well filmed. Um, but this particularly, I thought you know the opening setup of it when you when you're watching, you know you, the diner was beautiful, mm. wasn't it? Beautifully lit and everything. And of course it's got hot. Everyone in it is beautiful, aren't they? Everyone is either hot or yeah. hunky or. But my goodness, when you see Luke Perry. Oh yeah, of, as dad. Uh, he plays the dad of Archie. Yeah. God, it age comes to all of us. Yeah. You're like, no. Well, he is I old. Oh, you yeah. think he's looking too old? No. Well, he's quite grizzled. When I last saw him, he was in nine hundred two one zero. So, yeah. oh, oh god. Okay. So but yeah, he's very good. I I thought everybody was really brilliant in this. I I loved it. And AJ Apa has become. He plays the main. He plays um, Archie. This kind of hunky. Yeah, but I Red. wish they had. So it, it, the Jughead, the um, Archie character, is he, he's got ginger hair, has he? Is that why they've yeah. dyed his hair ginger? Yeah, I think that's a big it? Because part he's, of it, obviously yeah. not his ginger hair. Well, you're annoyed that you could tell it wasn't his real ginger hair. I think that is a bit annoying <laughs> because the twins are ginger, and so there's this whole ginger <laughs> oh, thing you think going it's on. Too ginger. Yeah, I think that well, Archie shouldn't be I think as he should ginger. Be more strawberry blonde. Well, I think he should have his normal eye. You know, his eyebrows are a different colour. <laughs> sorry, I'm off on a tangent. Yeah, no, you. I like your little tangential <laughs> reasons for not liking something. No, I, I liked mean, it's it. like I we're just... going back to uh, Ricky want... Whittle that you annoyed him because he took his shirt let's, off in a, let's not, in a football pitch it. in America. None of, none of us can forget that. <laughs> Don't get her on a Whittle rant again. <laughs> um, right. So apart from being annoyed by the redheads, Kay, what did you think? I really, really enjoyed it, and I was like, where the hell have I been? I need to catch up on all of this immediately. Because we should say. Everyone's been going on about this show oh, yeah. in the office, haven't they? Like, yeah, editor yeah. loves it. Um, it's like, we, we, the, I feel like the entertainment, we I like to think you. of ourselves. We failed you. We haven't, I, mean, I previewed the very first episode when it yeah. went out. Don't, I didn't, don't, don't get me wrong, but I haven't been watching it at all, really. And yeah, so go around, That's fine, because I can't watch everything, but uh, yeah, now I'm like, we need to get on this big mm. time because it is brilliant. And I feel like it had a real gossip girl vibe to it. Mm. So, you know, like the girl next door, the Serena one is like basically um, Betty. Then you've got the, like, the best friend who's a bit acerbic who's the protector mm. um, in the Blair character is um, Veronica who's mm. like the bitch from town New York set and even like the nerdy uh, boyfriend the Dan character we've got in the ginger guy what's his name? Archie so we've got all that and like the, even the third person narrator you know at the end the guy who's writing the story about this mystery and the drama that happened on the 4th of Jughead. July yeah it's like mm. he's, he's like the, he's Jughead yeah so Archie's yeah. The, ma- the main guy he's the best thing in it for me I think he's absolutely brilliant he's so intriguing well Jughead is, is the best one or Archie no Archie oh, okay. Archie's Archie the best one yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. the sexy one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, one with yeah. The, the one who's like he got abs the over summer yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one six more reasons that was the only good line in six more reasons to like him yeah oh yes what good line dialogue. Yeah. Oh, sorry, boy. <laughs> no, I was going to say the yeah the dialogue is really there's Fantastic. some great one-liners yeah. in it. Yeah. Really, really good. I was hugely impressed. I have to say as well. I was kind of thought you know it's one of those shows where you hear people talking about something and you think oh yeah it's going to be fine. It's, I always just thought it's going to be like Dawson's Creek, but it's actually better. I love Wait, Dawson's don't Creek. Don't slag no. Dawson's Creek. No, it is better. It's better. I, I, I think it's I better. Agree. I mean, I do it might too. just be the passage of time that now we're all more yeah, sophisticated, aren't we? Yeah, and yeah. you know, I mean, back then Dawson's Creek seemed really sophisticated because it had lots of pop culture references. Yeah, in ten years' time, twenty years' time, we might be looking at Riverdale in the same way. Good point. But yeah. Lily Reinhardt, who plays Betty, who's, yeah. who's the girl next door, the blonde girl, who's kind of really nice. And she, there's a, there's a storyline with her sister and the guy that is that's died, basically. Drowned twin. Yeah. So the the, the drowned twin. Yeah. We don't know what happened before he drowned, but which is the whole premise of the thing. He was alive. Um, he was going out with Betty, girl next door's sister, and there's a whole story now that was involving her sister living it now in a group home. But I thought Lily Reinhardt was 
really interesting character because actually maybe in Dawson's Creek sorry Kay I'm st- just stand away from Kay but you'd have that kind of character that would be sort of quite one dimensional actually she's really interesting she wanted to be a cheerleader she yeah. got to be a cheerleader She, I, I really liked her I thought her, she was great yeah I thought she was brilliant her reaction shots because she has a look because she's obviously got a crush on him and he's yeah. into, his, into the other girl her reaction shots all the way through were so good I thought just she had a brilliantly you know like just that slight look of like oh yeah. you know she's great when yeah. she says do you love me or not I was like oh, no yeah it's awful. To Archie. The most horrendous line delivered to any woman on the planet. Oh. Oh, I know I'm not good enough for you. Which is basically the same of saying, it's not you, it's me. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, I also really like the way that they referred to other shows, like when they were like, mm. um, you can't be on the cheerleading squad because you're, um, what did she Betty say? Betty Draper from Betty season Draper two. From season, yeah, from season two when she was big in it. It's, it's great. It's really funny. Yeah, it's clever. It's really clever. Brilliantly written. Really well acted. I, th- I, think, it's, I think it's one of the best things that I haven't watched yet for years. <laughs> Well, we, need to, new well we, need to, we need to watch all the rest of them with the finale so we don't get any spoilers mm, about totally, the finale. Yeah. I'm giving uh, it four stars, just to let everyone know. I would go four and a half, actually. I thought it was brilliant. I'm going four and a half, yeah, definitely. I haven't, feel like I haven't seen... I didn't watch Scream Queens, and I know lots of people mm, like that. Not as good as this. Really? No way okay. as good as this, no. Right, because I, I miss the OC Dawson's Creek. I miss all those kinds of things, so yeah. Yeah, so Scream Queens was quite camp and over the top, which okay. I like, which is fine. This feels... Like, it's just cleverer, smarter. Well made. Right. Well made, really well made, yeah. Four and a half stars for me. So that's Riverdale. It's on every Friday on Netflix, but the last one, the season finale, comes out next Friday, the 12th of May. So by then, you will have the whole thing all 12 episodes available to watch in classic Netflix style. So maybe you wait till then. Maybe watch it, binge it. Yeah, I'm going to binge it. Yeah. Next, we move on to Loaded, which started last night on Channel 4, Monday the 8th of May, at 10 o'clock. It's a, I think it's an eight-part series, um, and it's all about a, yeah, it's eight parts. It's about four tech entrepreneurs who are also childhood friends, and they become multimillionaires overnight. I've dropped my pen. Oh, no. Multimillionaires overnight. So the very first scene is them kind of finding out, isn't it, over the, like, yeah. seeing how much money they've got, and the main character finds out that he's got 14 million, is it 14 million 14 pounds million, in his bank account? Yeah. He's, he, um, was a, he was overdrawn by 700 and something. That's right, yeah, initially. Um, the main cast of this is four guys, Jim Howick, the, wouldn't we love to see Jim Howick? Um, um, Test. Broadchurch, yes. Broadchurch. He was the, he yes. was the creepy perv. Yeah, creepy yeah. perv in Broadchurch. The convicted rapist. Yeah, and can't can't get more different than his character in this. No. Samuel Anderson, who was in Doctor Who briefly a couple of years ago, and is kind of a very handsome young man. He's very good. Is he the well dressed? Is he the well dressed guy that wears all the suits? Leon is it? He's is the glitzy. Leon? He's the one who wants to bathe in champagne. Don Perignon. Is yeah. delightful. Johnny Sweet. He is delightful. So you fancy him basically? Yeah, yeah. badly. Johnny Sweet. He's who's a delight, and he's always been loads of comedy stuff. Um, he was with in a comedy with the guys from the Betweeners. He and was po- an Edinburgh yeah. Comedy Award winner, apparently. Oh, I yes. looked him up. Yeah, yeah. he's very funny. Nick Helm, of course, is an uncle, famously an uncle, which finished its last ever series uh, earlier this year on BBC Three, and he's very funny. And Mary McCormack, the American actress, pops up throughout, Fantastic. doesn't she? Kind oh, of on yeah, Skype. Yeah. She's like their boss. She's bought the company that they've made their millions out of. Um, and she pops up very amusingly on Skype to tell them what's doing to get annoyed with them. Okay, what did you think of this? Is, this is, I guess it's like a comedy drama. It's an hour long show. But it is funny, isn't it? It's like it's, it's all funny it's all really the way funny. through. It's really funny. I really liked it. I think this is going to be good. I just watched previously White Gold. Oh yeah, uh, which we're going to be talking about next week. Yeah, which is completely you know obviously. Um, That's and a it's new got BBC sim- sitcom or comedy yeah, with set in a in car salesman showroom, guys, right. um, Ed Westwick, etc. But it had that similar vibe of like a group of boys just like messing around while trying to be professional and do their jobs and everything like that. But I, I thought it was really, really funny. My favourite character actually was Ewan Fox, Johnny Sweet, who's the nerdy guy who doesn't know what to do with all his money and he's like giving everyone money just to be his friend. Oh, there's this great, this great scene where he gives a girl that he likes because she didn't know his name £18,000 bonus and then he has to give everybody else an £18,000 bonus. He's yeah, good. he's brilliant, isn't he, Johnny Sweet? And he's also, the other funny thing about him is that so these, they're, a, they're a joint gang, they all have different jobs, but that he never got in any of the photos that they took of the group. Yeah. So, so he's like left member, out. No one remembers. Yeah, no one really knows that he's part of the gang that's just got £14.5 million, except for his co-workers, of course, who want to now milk him for all he's worth. Um, did you find it funny, Steph? I, this is the kind of show that is made for me. I, I love this kind of thing. I'm a huge... Entourage fan. I loved Entourage. And I can't remember the last time we saw kind of a quad of British actors, male actors, do something like this. Because, you know, I, for me, it was a little, there was a little bit of the IT crowd in there, which I also love. There's a oh, little yeah. bit of that kind of, mm-hmm. kind of humour. I thought they were all absolutely brilliant. Pitch perfect on it. I found it, I found it LOL, laugh oh. out loud, funny. I thought it was absolutely amazing. Who was your favourite character? 
Well, Leon was my favourite character, but that's just for aesthetic reasons. Yeah, Yeah. fair Um, enough. It is all about the casting, isn't it? I mean, I think it is well written. I think, you know, it's kind of funny all the way through and everything. Um, It's written by a guy called John Brown, by the way. We should credit him. But, like, all of them, you know, I love Jim Howick. Jim Howick's been fantastic. He's in horrible histories. You know, he's always... That part in Dorchester was the first thing I'd ever seen Mm. that's not where he's not being really funny all the way through. It was not funny. It was the opposite of funny in that. Definitely not funny in that. Um, Samuel Anderson's really likeable, and he is hunky Mm. and hot and everything. Um, Johnny Sweet is, I think, is one of the funniest people, yeah. and he's a delight in real life as well. And Nick Helm is kind of like, he's the really eccentric, weird, so freaky Hel- one. Nick Helm's Watto, isn't he? Yeah. The one who gets them in trouble yes. in the first, yeah. in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, he has issues. He kind of reminds me a bit of Julian Barrett, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a little bit like, yeah, he's a little bit mighty bushy. Yeah. I wonder where it's all going, though, you know? Yeah, that was, uh, this is my, I was going to ask this. Do you think, because the first episode, you know, we had this with Ken Alfie, it was definitely set a setup, setting up the premise, introducing these characters, giving them funny stuff to do. Mm. Uh, there was one scene, the scene, the Bathing in champagne scene. I didn't buy that. I have to say, because no. not only so, not only did Samuel Anderson's character decide I'm going to actually see what it's like to bathe in actual champagne, which is obviously not going to be that nice. He then got Jim Howick to join in with to take their clothes off. Really, two men. Yeah. Would have bathed together and chat. I just didn't buy it. I mean, I know it's trying to be funny, but I thought it was kind of believable and realistic all the way. But that scene for me was too much. I actually much. think there were a couple of scenes like that. Oh, really? For me. Yeah. Like, okay. um, there's a scene on a boat. Yes. And at, at the end with a car. Like, I think there were a couple of those yeah, scenes. Yeah, it's into fast, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But I think I liked that because it was like okay. all the way along, Leon was kind of goading him, just like, come on, enjoy this. You know, mm. with the, the whole house, they go and he wants them all to still live together. And um, John Howitt's character's like, you, you know what? No, I'm going to be sensible. I need to grow up kind of thing. And then he's just kind of saying, no, 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 you need to enjoy this. So I actually found the, the more ridiculous things he did because it all starts off with them sending barber shop quartets to all the people that have yes. not helped them, which is really fun. And and then Leon's totally like, they're all really indulging in it. And John Howard's like, no, no, no. And as soon as there's a problem, they go they, they go back to the office and then they have to sort this all out. So I actually, I liked those. I didn't th- I didn't yeah. need it to be believable. Oh, fine. I guess, okay, fine. I guess, and Kay's quick point is, is, it, is there enough plot maybe to keep us involved week after week? I'm wondering, if there no. is, I think if if uh, McCormack, mm, Mary McCormack, yeah, if, she, if she's involved more, I think. I well, think she's coming over, isn't she? Yeah. At the end of the season, the yeah. series. So the guess the, the jeopardy is, and the conflict comes from her. She's she keeps, yeah. you know, they keep laying it, doing stupid stuff that's going to let them down. And I, I couldn't quite. I mean, technically, I couldn't. Didn't know why. If they've if they've all made their money already, like, what do they care? Like, what is the jeopardy? But then there seems to be jeopardy. Did you? Can you? Well, am I being thick? Do you know what I mean? Like, they could just go off, can't they, and leave her to it? Or do they actually? Maybe can she do remove the money she from can, them or? Sue them or I, something. I don't think she can. They have right. the money, but th- but now they're employed by her, sure. aren't they? Yeah. So they still have that interest. And also, the big point about it is that what they crucially got is the shares in yes, the company. Sure. So that's they want to get even richer. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, they wanna, so yeah. that's where yeah. that's where it comes into it. Do you, either of you watch Silicon Valley? Because the other thing is, when I first heard, you know, sent the press release for the show like a year ago, I thought, oh, it was just going to be British Silicon Valley. Because Silicon Valley is a very similar subject oh, is, matter. I don't watch it's it. about tech, a tech you know, people who tech millionaires in Silicon Valley, obviously. It's an American show. It's on at the moment on Sky Atlantic. I think it's Monday nights or Tuesday nights. And um, it's really good. And it's been going like this is the fourth season and it's really, really funny, like half hour proper, you know, funny half hour sitcom. That would be the one thing I'd say. I think this is a half hour show. And yeah, I, don't, maybe. I don't, I think, when I first started watching it, I was like, how? This it's is in that fresh meat mold, isn't it? Of like an hour yeah. long thing that's actually a comedy. Yeah. But I think this, I think it's, it'll, if it was half an hour, I think that's okay. sort of enough. Uh, okay. But I Good really, point. really loved it. Good. How many stars, Steph, would you give it out of uh, five? I, I'm going to give this, I'd give this five. I, Whoa. Yeah, no, I really, really liked it. I thought it was really funny. Mm. And I've been, and I think I haven't seen something like this for a long time on British TV. Okay. Four. I think it's a solid four stars. It's a solid four yeah. for me. So it last night, the first episode went out last night and it'll be on every uh, Monday, Channel 4, 10 o'clock for the next seven weeks. And I will be gladly watching that delightful Leon. I'll be testing every you. Ah, single Leon. week. Excellent. <laughs> uh, and finally, in the previews and reviews section, we have Master of None Season 2 dropping in full next Friday on the Netflix. This is, of course, Aziz Ansari, who's a stand-up. He was in The American Office. He's created this show. He Parks writes and it. Parks and Rec, uh, yeah. Parks and Rec, sorry, oh. yeah. He stars in it. He's written it, co-created it with his mate. And um, in the first... We're kind of roughly for the see what happened in the first season. <laughs> Steph. Okay, so in the first season, so you're introduced to, like, he has this... He lives in New York and he has kind of this misfit group of friends and they're all sort of looking they're all sort of looking for love and they meet in bars and then 
um, Aziz's character, Dev, is kind of like stumbling around trying to find a, a mate. And then he does find a mate in Rachel, but it all, and they move in, and then it all goes a bit wrong, and she moves to Such Japan. Such is life. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's a bit like a, a gun of, it's, I, th- I feel it's like a post-girls show, isn't it? And on Louis, do you ever watch Louis, Louis yeah, C.K.'s show? Say, yeah. It's in that vein of an American half-hour comedy show about, I mean, Girls is about a group of people, but if you really, you know, if you think it was Lena Dunham's thing, mm. it's like Lena Dunham's very much her worldview and her c- comedic sense in a half-hour comedy. Um, Louis was Louis C.K.'s thing of his, based on him, all about him in a half-hour comedy show. And the relationships, it's all about relationships. All these shows are about sex and relationships. And this, is Aziz Ansari's show about sex and relationships. Kay, did you know much about it before you watched it? Had you watched series season one? What's your, what no, I'd your heard a lot about it, so I was excited for, to see this one, yeah. And what did you think? I liked it. I thought it was really good. It's, for me, it's like one of those cosy shows that on a Sunday you can just binge on, do you know what I mean? It's like it's something very cosy about Aziz. This one's set in Italy. Have we said this? No, we didn't okay, say that. So, yeah. we, so this so first episode, Italy, yeah, yeah, he's moved, he's gone to he's, Italy. Yeah, he's, he's been there for three months. He's he's in Italy and he's um, living a simple Italian life, making pasta and friends, and uh, yeah, it's just it's very easy to follow and and funny. And I, yeah. I, I thought it was because there's a scene with his new friends in the in this episode where his new friends and his new friends are markedly different from his old set of misfit friends, and he's just got these three gorgeous Italian that look like they're off a an advert uh, friends and I thought that was quite funny but he's still he is still the misfit in this situation but he's he speaks we might we should say um, this is subtitled because he speaks Italian brilliantly so this first so this first episode is straight in the interesting thing it's filmed in black and white widescreen black and white photography like a it's basically a pastiche I feel of classic Italian cinema yeah Yeah. literally 60s and 70s American cinema uh, Italian cinema and it's all filmed in that style and I almost didn't realise at the beginning I was thought is this all fantasy is he actually in Italy I now or is it all in his my, head yeah, my I, screen because, <laughs> did you yeah. <laughs> I was going to say she's saying <laughs> I think I've clicked on the wrong link yeah. here because in, have you ever seen Woody Allen's um, Everything We Need to Know About Sex We're Afraid uh, to yes, Ask yes, yes, there's yes, a whole yeah, spoof of Italian this kind of Italian realism cinema in that so I thought oh that one that was all kind it of going on and he's very thing. New Yorky like yeah. yeah so but then from episode two onwards it's not it's, it's in color yeah. it's not it's well, not filmed in that style but he is still in Italy and the other thing we should say about it is it reminds me a little bit of the trip to to Spain and Italy because there's this food that. thing going the food, on there's yeah. a lot of him I- I- delighting in cordon bleu uh, cuisine with his mate especially in episode two he has these lovely delicious meals and they just sing about the incredible food they're eating yeah because he makes uh, some pasta in the first episode right, doesn't he yeah. it's great he makes pasta and he meets a lady a that British lady, lady who's, Brit- who's really good yes. and I, can't, I don't know who she I is I tried to find out who she was and I, I shows that in a rush we were to make this podcast I couldn't yeah, find out the actress's name she's something. great yeah, she's, she's really good. good and there's a lot of British funny stuff about him kind of trying to do a British accent with her yeah. which is great potential love interest for him so. yeah I mean I don't know about you I think he's so likeable and kind of you know and just different there's something different about him you know quirky or whatever that I like that's why I was like, like Lena Dunham and Louis C.K. I think he's brilliant I love him and I, th- I love the show I think it's you know up there with that and I think it's inventive like the whole black and white Italian thing to start a series with that by the way you know rather you know, normally yeah. you might do that like three or four episodes in I guess this is Netflix they can do what the hell they like this is very much if you don't like Aziz Ansari you will not like this show that, no but if you it? don't it's like just, him what's, there's something yeah, wrong with you yeah. isn't there I mean, no, how can you not like him well some people might not like him, okay. you know. Did you like him? Crazy Town. You I loved him. him. Yeah, yeah, I love him. You, yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Loved it. I'm, I'm hoping Rachel comes back into it, though. Because yeah, that, yeah. That, good point. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. He does get a text that. from her in yes, this happy birthday text because we should say in that episode it's his birthday and that's how he meets that girl because they have dinner together. That's right. In a calamitous way, but yeah. yeah, I'm hoping Rachel comes back. It's very funny that when the phone, the iPhone, there's a stolen iPhone thing, which is very funny. I thought yeah. in that first episode, yeah. And the little kid's very cute, Mario. Oh, so cute! How super adorable! Has, yeah, he kind of bonds with this little kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, four, was it four stars from you? Four star, four stars Steph, from me. Yeah. How many stars from Kay? Oh, mine was four too. Have you already given your star? Yeah, it's a, I, God, listen, I, I just listen, lost track. I'm straight out the track. I just don't wait around. No, like you like to go stars, in there. My seal of approval on that. I think I might go four and a half. Again. Mm, yeah, maybe I'll get off. I do love Aziz Ansari. Sorry, yeah, four and a half. Sorry. Uh, I mean, apologies. we have to nail down your star rating very strictly. Know, right, so, four and a half. are you going this four or four and a half, Steph? Four and a half. Okay. Sorry, this I got really the, loud there. No, this is the new rule. You can't be influenced by each other. We just got to say, that's why I just shouted out full stars. Go. Yeah. Four and a half. God. So, it's four and a half. Okay. okay. So, it's. it's <laughs> 
I'm sticking with four and a half. <laughs> Master of None arrives, drops in full season two on Netflix next Friday, the 12th of May. Season one's already all there now, so if you haven't never watched it, you can catch up with the whole thing. You can do a massive binge and watch 20 hours of it or whatever it is. Uh, finally, in what we like to call question time, is to do the theme tune. Question time. Listen, what I'd Wait. say is last week and you weren't here doing it with Chaz. He didn't did he do, do it? it. Was humiliating. Oh, yeah. Really did not do it at all. He didn't get on board. You're not going to get well. Charles Gantz to sing, aren't you, really? He's Charles a professional. Gantz. He's a professional. He was Luckily for you, I'm unprofessional, so I'll sing anything. whose last day was last week. Oh, yeah. we love you, Charles. I miss you. So based on the fact that I went to the theatre and saw Angels of America was one of the greatest theatrical experiences of my life. Why don't you tell if us not again, the, Lloyd? If not the greatest, what... Steph, what for you? Are we talking cats? Are we talking oh. Starlight Express? Are we talking A View from a Bridge? What we th- what's your favourite live theatrical experience ever? Well, Boyd, I did very much like going to see The Cursed Child with you. Well, of course. But Is that because you sat next to me for five that's hours? that's the thing. I don't know whether it was based on an issue. But I have to say, I recently went to see An American in Paris. Oh, Which yeah. is the... It's the full broadcast that were on Broadway, the musical American Paris, based on the film. And they, it's at the Dominion Theatre. Basically, what they've they've got this new um, this new flying set equipment as well, and it's all Gershwin music, which I love. And Leanne Cope, amazing. It is absolutely you basically completely fall in love huh? with everybody in it. The musical, it's wonderful. Obviously, original starring the great Gene wine, Kelly. Gene Kelly, yeah, <laughs> the Gene Kelly, and the dancing is. Uh, so that's a, the current production that's on now it's in London's on now. It's glittering on now. West End. Yeah, yeah. that's your favourite theatrical experience. I know that ever. sounds ridiculous, no, no, but I, I immediately after I went to see it, booked some more tickets to see it again, and I've it's wonderful. Oh, brilliant, Keith, Carrie Barrett. Listen, this was a toughie. I mean, did I go down? You know, Jason Donovan. In Joseph, I mean, because that when I was younger, that I was a big experience for me. So, yeah. did you go down Jason Donovan? <laughs> I mean, just make it clear to listeners what, what do you mean. Down right, the okay, route fine. Of yeah, just 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 Get making that crystal clear. Sorry, I mean, I just you know. Um, yeah. Or one man, two governors with James Corden because oh, that was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, fantastic yeah. fast. But actually, I'm going to go current Matilda. Oh. Yeah, Matilda, it was great. Great set design, great musical numbers. Mr. Trunchbull's fantastic. All the little kid actors were great. Um, that was at the Cambridge Theatre. So, I'm going to say Matilda. Well, mm. I'm going for the a play that was staged in the same place that I went to last night, Zame. So in, in the same place, place that I went to last night, the National Theatre, the original production of The History Boys. Oh, wow. Alan Bennett's legendary play oh, about yeah. the kids that go trying to get at the school, trying to, in the sixth form, trying to bone up and get into Oxford. And it's it, Richard Griffiths, the, the, the sadly late Richard Griffiths, was incredible as the teacher. Russell Tovey, James oh. Corden. I think I saw all that, in it. Did you have a theatre? I think theater? I might have come Did with you. Did you come with me? I might have done, anyway. Yeah, that was, fun. That was, that was great. Oh, it was incredible. It was one of the greatest, I think one of my favourite plays, incredible cast that's now gone on to massive stardom. That bloke who was in the ABBA film, you know, Dominic, Dominic oh, Cooper. Oh, Dominic Cooper. Yeah. Oh, we like him. He was in it as well. Uh, it's just, it was just yeah, fantastic. And the guy who was in Harry Potter was in it. Oh. Yeah, it's an incredible cast. Yeah, who? totally. Samuel Anderson was in it, like all these who? people. I mean, everyone's going, ooh, yeah. but who is the actor? Jamie Parker. What, when are you going to take us to the theatre again, Boyd? When, when? Um, soon. Tomorrow. Okay, you heard it here. You heard it here. It's been recorded. Yeah, we'll go and see... Uh, is it Starlight Express? Is that on at the moment? Oh, is I don't want to see that. No. It's always on, isn't oh, it? Oh, I don't know yeah, why they're bringing surely. that back. No. I'm, I'm no. Making, I, I have no idea if they'll bring it back. I'm just Rollerblading's for parks, not for the stage. You say that, although Xanadu, which I did see, oh. Xanadu the musical, I saw Sing on it. stage in Broadway, <laughs> which has skating and ELO songs, was absolutely Xanadu. brilliant. Yeah, I mean, that was up there with, with my theatre experiences. Really? And I hate musicals, but it was really funny. You hate? It was a spoof of musicals. Um, sorry, could you just repeat that? You oh, hate musicals. musicals. We oh, haven't got awful. enough time for this. Tedious, it's been fun. Yeah, I can't stand them. Tedious? Yeah, we'll talk about this more next week, maybe. Yeah, we'll make this we week be what's your... We'll talk about it after this, thanks very much. <laughs> what's your favourite, least favourite musicals? Why are musicals <gasps> so terrible? Oh. Thank you. So, oh, reeling. Thank you so much, Stephanie Seelan, Kay Ribeiro. I've been Boyd Hilton. This has been the Heat and Missables podcast. This is a new way of ending the show, I've decided. Oh, I like and it. And we'll be back next Tuesday. Thanks. Bye. Bye.